Welcome to the Kevin and Philip Project, a podcast with two guys who love to eat, travel, talk sports, and have no idea how to raise teenage girls. Coming to you live from Salina, Kansas. Here are your hosts, Kevin and Philip. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 10 of the second season of the Philip and Kevin Project. Actually, I'm not that's sure the why. Kevin and Philip yeah, Project. Yeah, I'm not sure why I just said he that. He switched that's, it up on us this week. That's what happens when I have a drink before uh, we start going. But uh, uh, So Philip's on his usual Michelob Ultras before, uh, before the podcast. I'm actually drinking these Michelob Ultra seltzers. That's um, water. Isn't that? Man, I just don't feel like does it. Does it taste like, does yours have peach in it or what is this that This one's one? peach pear. Peach pear. What but a combination. All of them are good. I mean, it's, I used to like White Claws, but I like these better because they're not quite as sweet. And they're very light. They're very light. Yeah. yeah and they'll, they'll still get you drunk, but uh, it, it just doesn't, I don't feel like a fat, bloated <laughs> that whale the next day. So. <laughs> all right. And, well, and, and, and if you can hear in the background, we're, we're. We're out at Great Life again tonight. We were here several weeks ago or several podcasts ago, but we're back out tonight. I didn't think there would be much of a crowd tonight due to the fact that it's, what's the temperature outside right now? Um, uh, it's effing cold. R- roughly five, seven degrees. And so with um, I didn't figure there would be a crowd, but we've actually got a decent little crowd and shuffleboard will be out here later. So anytime you want to come out for a fun night, come out on a Tuesday night to Great Life. A lot of fun out here on Tuesday nights. Yep, and, and, and thank you to Great Life and, and Marjorie who uh, runs the place. She uh, Before we got here, she gave us quite a few um, passes. So we'll be, we'll be doing some contests and things like that. Are these golf passes? Yep. Uh, yep, the passes are... Uh, it says a day pass golf cart range and fitness pool. So it's basically a day hey, that'd pass be a, to the place. A, a great day. So we got a stack of them. So wait, we'll be giving some of those. Wait away. though, don't do that in the next week or two. Wait for that. Yeah, wait. To, yeah, don't go get in the pool. <laughs> Unless right you've now, got orange so. balls. Well, before we get started, we have some exciting news. I've been teasing this for a couple of weeks now, um, but uh, it's official. Um, we have a new. We're gonna have a new sponsor for the podcast. Uh, a company called Cruise Planners here in town. So, uh, we I talked a little bit to them, and uh, obviously they're uh, travel agents and and vacation planners, and they wanted to uh, get on board and and uh, help us out. And so, hopefully, on the next podcast, we're gonna have a couple of them, one or two of them, come on, and and uh, we're gonna kind of go through. Some of the challenges that we're seeing with travel these days with COVID, we're going to walk through you know, some of the information being spread around in regards to travel requirements and that sort of thing. Some of it's true, some of it's not true. So we're going to kind of go through some of that, but should be some really, really good information. Yep, that'll be fun to listen uh, to. If you're looking to travel this year. And you know, I, I want to tell you a little travel story. I haven't told Kevin this yet, so it'll be news to everybody. We had a couple of friends go to, to Mexico last week. And they said they went and did all the paperwork, got all the paperwork together, went to Cancun, went to the airport, was never asked one time to see any paperwork, was just put on the plane, flew home, said when they got home, said it was the easiest ever. Even though these laws and things have been passed, it doesn't mean that Mexico is going to follow the rules that America puts forward. And maybe in a way they're going to say piss on America. We're going to, I mean, she said it was literally one of the easier times that she ever went to Cancun. And uh, so, you know, there's there's going to be rules, but that doesn't mean that everybody's going to follow them. Well, and these ladies know their stuff. When I had met with them, 
to uh, discuss the arrangements and, and that sort of thing. I had made the comment about taking a trip to Las Vegas in April yep. and that I had heard that there were no more direct flights um, from Wichita to Las Vegas as well as from Kansas City to Cancun because that was – or uh, to Mexico because you guys were, were planning your trip at right. that time and uh, trying to get that done. And, and she, she told me you? both of them were not accurate. Not That's and I went, false. And I went and looked, and she was correct. Well, I'm, so. I'm going to Vegas March – Fifteen so. the the week before Mar- right. match Martin well yep. same week match Martin starts March Madness March Madness <laughs> starts but I'm going the Sunday Monday Tuesday Wednesday come home on Thursday and then the games start that Thursday night yep. much more expensive if you yes. went on Wednesday night through Sunday rather than Sunday through Wednesday before March Madness starts yep. but anyway the uh, the only thing the lady told us and we was, we're staying at Mandalay Bay because we're taking the kids was. Pool occupancy has been at 25%, but she said on the 15th of this month, so next mm, week from Monday, whatever, they'll, um, well, Monday coming, it's the 15th, the governor's supposed to say whether they can go to 50. Right, bump it up. Yep. Bump it up a yep. little bit. So yep. so I think by the time we get there, it will be decent, well, decent, we just, I hope. We, we go to Vegas on our annual uh, golf trip. A bunch of guys go out there and play some golf. Yeah, we booked Bally's for an average of $26 a night. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is $18 a night to stay in a pretty nice resort <laughs> right in the middle of the strip. Yep, so I'm, I can't nice? complain about that too much. No, the prices are unbelievable. Yep. Now, truthfully, they were double the first weekend of March oh, Madness. I, at least. Just I would, because. I would, yeah, um, I would but it was, it was quite a bit cheaper. But anyway, it's, it's kind of nice to have a trip planned finally. Yep. Well, hey, let's get into the story of the week, Philip. You want to go first? Well, the, the only thing, you know, you've talked about it being the story of the week, tweet of the week, whatever. I told you I don't follow Twitter as much as I follow Facebook probably, but I saw one on Facebook today that was hilarious. It said, just in from CNN, Kansas City has a massive point dump at 2.30 in the morning. They've been declared the Super Bowl winner, 32-31. to 31. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> so... It's legit. Uh, just get over it. It's fair and square. They had a point dump in the middle of the yep, night, and we've got now the Chiefs have the won their second, second Super Bowl. That's the only one I saw all week. Now I was I was gonna kind of tease a little bit that probably two of the last three podcasts we've done, I've really bragged on the Salina Central girls. Really bragged on them two weeks ago. And I'll and tell South you, beat them. And I'll tell you something about that. I had a couple people come up to me in the last couple of weeks and say. Um, I really appreciate Philip talking about high school sports and specifically the the girls basketball team at Central. Yeah. So there's and, they, and I'm gonna tell you something. That. They're really good, but they've lost three straight since I bragged on them. So I and my jinxed Cougars them. Got them. I jinxed them, and the Cougars got them. So and I I'd read I think in the the paper that said that it was the first time those girls had beaten the other it's girls been a while. Uh, yep. in a long yep. time. But I mean they're still really good. I'm I apologize for jinxing them. Uh, this week, I'm not going to tell how great they are. We're going to wait a few weeks, and then I'll <laughs> brag on them again. But they, they are a lot of fun to watch. Uh, the South boys still winning. Yep, yep. Still, uh, undefeated. still winning, still undefeated. I think they got a really couple good. tough games coming up. So I think this will be yep. the uh, the challenge. And it's probably good to lose a game or two before you start getting into sub-state and, yep. and get rolling. Yep. But uh, Coach well, Bowen always told us back down at Asher, where we have uh, 48 state championships, he he, there it he, is. he never said there was anything good about losing. He didn't believe in that theory. Yep, I don't disagree <laughs> with him. So, 
you just never know. Nothing good comes out of losing. Well, my story of the week, and this is the only thing I believe we're really going to touch on COVID on on this podcast, but uh, my story of the week is kind of interesting. You know, I, I, I've been going about this for a couple of weeks now, but I haven't seen anything really on the flu. And we are towards the end, but yeah. in the middle of the flu season. And so I started doing some, some research. I saw some posts on social media about pharmacists not prescribing Tamiflu this year. I've seen many of them. They're like, I haven't prescribed it at all. And then you see all the people, this is fake news. This is not true, you know, in the comments section and kind of going through that. So I thought, how am I going to figure this out? And so I know a few pharmacists in town, so I called one, talked to that person for a little bit, and asked them this exact question. So the flu season's highest activity is December to February. So we're towards, like I said, towards the end right. of it, in the middle of it. Um, so I thought it was a good time to check on this. So from October f- 1st to today, this pharmacy has filled two Tamiflu prescriptions. All season. All season. Last year, on the exact same date, so October 1st to February 9th, they had filled 139 Tamiflu prescriptions. Well, thank God we've cured the flu. The flu just disappeared. Went away. away. So, anyway, I thought that was interesting. If you see that stuff going around on Facebook, at least locally, that is not fake news. Now. That the pharmacist did say that they have given out more flu shots this year than they historically had done in the past. So that may account for a few difference, but not 137 different. No, I wouldn't think so. so. No. But yeah, we 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 cured the flu. So I guess there's one good thing to come out of COVID. The the flu <laughs> is uh, is now gone. So. Hey, you want to talk a little Salina happenings here for a second, or sal- things going on in Salina, or changes in Salina? Kevin had brought up a minute ago the uh, River Fest. Yep. Kind of tell me Labor uh, Day weekend. Do you, do you like that idea? I really like that idea. You know, I, I've I've struggled with, uh, I'm not a Salina guy, but I know how much people that are from Salina enjoy, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a Salina guy now, but I didn't go to high school here. Uh, but I've, I've noticed how many people have class reunions and yep. have um, great parties on that weekend and everybody remembers to come home on that weekend. I wonder if putting it back to Labor Day will kind of hurt some of those people who've always came back and met every year at the same time. It's better than not having it at all like we did last year. And that's what I'm afraid is going to happen this year. I mean, you know, I I think the vaccine's not rolling out as quickly as people had expected or hoped at this point. Um, And that was my concern was they just weren't going to be able to have it. So at Big Brothers, Big Sisters, we did the same thing. We pushed both for kids' sake, our biggest fundraiser we have every year to later in the year. Uh, I think, I mean, you were, you know, we were just talking about the steeple and pushing stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's a good idea. I mean, if you're going to have it, and, and I think people want to have it, that's the only way it's going to happen. Well, they don't so, want to miss it two years in a row. It would be I'm really cool if they could do, like, the South Central game that weekend in football or yep. or have yep. both teams have home games or some sort, you know. Hard to, to have both of them home games since they play well, at the same one stadium. One might have to play on, like, Saturday but, but you're or right, a South but. Central game would be great if you could get the fan if you would allow the fans in the door. The I, I went to this uh, Salina Happenings website, and it's just it basically gives you dates of the things that are going on in Salina. Very inaccurate. Very Do not <laughs> believe in what you see. I, I saw in there it says uh, Amy Grant's coming March the 22nd. Well, 
Amy Grant's not coming March the 22nd. Amy Grant won't be here until August. Sticks is supposed to have been in, like, March the 19th or something like that. And I thought, well, surely that's not true. That's a that's like a Monday, whatever the date was. was a Maybe the Sticks was on the 19th and then Amy Grant was on, one was on Monday. So, anyway, I, I saw these dates just look ridiculous. So, I went to the Steeples website, and it's all updated at, not even at the close. steeple. Yeah, not even close. <laughs> so Sticks isn't here until November. Amy Grant is in August. Uh, Martina McBride's in August. Lee Bryce is in September. So still some good concerts coming our way, but yep. they've all been backed up several months, five yep. to six months. Yep. One other thing, one other thing in town that is exciting that uh, I was hoping that maybe Kevin might want to do this. The their Uh-oh. date their dates got backed up a little bit too, but. This, the play uh, the play at the Salina Theater, Salina Theater is doing Still Magnolias this year. Still Magnolias. Yeah. They're doing autis- auditions February 21st at 7 o'clock. So, and, so you're, you're well, in on this. You know, I'm not me. a southern woman. It's really more into southern women. Um, it's, it's really more into southern women. So if you've got a southern accent or anything like that that you'd like to go down and and uh, audition for it, I, there's not that many people in that play, but I bet that'll be a fun play. Uh, Still Magnolias. Did you like the show when it came out? Um, it's been a while since I've seen it. I'm not gonna lie, but well, but talking about our traveling, one of yep. me and Lisa's favorite places to go is Natchitoches, Louisiana, yep. which is where this movie's right. based out of, and it is a wonderful place to go. It's a 10-hour drive from Salina. Yeah, I'm not a interested great in place that. to go. So, well, we're going to talk about politics for a second. I'm going to try not to get into it too much here. Um, but uh, a follow-up from uh, the, the podcast we had a couple weeks ago, we talked a lot about executive orders and uh, the first little bit of, of Biden's presidency. Yeah. And so the, the final tallies are in, on, just to put a button on that conversation. I don't know if it's final tallies. Well, you're, on, you're just on the first week in. of his presidency. Okay, okay, tell when me. we what, had the last podcast, okay. he was just I was in looking at, you know, they days. always talk in 100 days, 100 days. So yep. we'll see what happens. So, the first days. week in office, Obama had five. Yep. Trump had four. Clinton, one. Bush, zero. Joe Biden, 33. That's executive orders. Executive orders in the first week. And he. So remember when the, when the Democrats. Accused Trump of being a dictator. 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 Yep. I would say that's pretty much the uh, definition in the in the uh, dictionary of a dictator. You know, so. they're, they're, we're sitting here watching tonight the Trump impeachment, second <laughs> Trump impeachment Wasting trial, money and, and time. it's the waste, biggest. It, it is it is a complete joke yeah. that they're Biden already put out this week that he wasn't going to allow him to be any more of the hearings, any more of the secret. Yep. You know, uh, those things are so. Yeah. Jokey. I yeah. mean, just they already do you know do? they don't have the votes unless a whole bunch of people change. So it's a waste so of why time are we and money. Our money. Yep, yep. So one other thing I was going to talk about uh, that I, I was following, and, and we were talking about this a little bit before. I don't know if Philip was paying attention to this or not, but um, AOC went on Twitter and was talking about how she feared for her life during the Capitol raids and all that kind of stuff. Uh, there's a whole deal. She's crying in the video and all this kind of stuff. Feared for her life. <laughs> then it came out later that she was in her office, which 
if you know anything, and I don't, but I did some some digging on this. So her office is in a building called the Cannon Building, yeah, which is a couple blocks away from the Capitol Building. And oh, by the way, her office building, that Cannon Building, had zero people rated. So what she said was she changed it and then said that the people that placed the bombs placed some of the bombs around the building, and that's why she feel, feared for her life. So she went back on that. You know, she's she's would have been a beautiful actress. She should have been an actress in Hollywood. She fits the Hollywood script. She looks Hollywood, and uh, I'd feel a lot better if she was in Hollywood. Here's the thing. This is what kind of upset me on this one. You know, she said, the sad thing about disinformation is that once the truth comes out, the damage has already been done. Basically telling people it's dangerous and don't spread disinformation. While spreading Literally disinformation. the same day during her Twitter rant while talking about the raid, she, her exact words were the bombs that Trump supporters planted surrounded our offices too. Oh my as God. far as I'm aware, the FBI hasn't found the person responsible for putting the bombs out there in the first place. So how does she know it's a Trump supporter? I didn't Isn't even that know, disinformation? I didn't know that there were bombs. Yeah, some pipe bombs. So, But isn't that disinformation when uh, you're accusing like the person of being a Trump supporter, but they haven't caught the person who did this, so they don't <laughs> know that he's a Trump supporter? Well, so... Well, we got one more topic we're going to talk about before we bring our guest on here tonight. So we're, we're going to talk a little. Well, you know what? Actually, I'm he gonna, probably wants to join in yeah, on this. Let's get him in on because we're going to talk so. about Big Twelve basketball. You know what? When we were or just basketball in general, I don't know who else we would. I don't know much about anything other than Big Twelve basketball, and I don't know very much about it. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna go back to this. Um, we we have a special guest with us tonight. We we've talked about this before. Um, you probably heard us talk about him on our other podcasts that we've done. He's been a great supporter of this podcast and this project. Uh, Rustin Leonard is joining us this evening. How you doing so far? Good. Not nervous at all, you know? Ah, and he's got a Bud Light in his hand. So. All right. We're doing good. <laughs> so first off, I want to say that uh, Phil and I greatly appreciate your support of this podcast and this project and allowing us to... Uh, to continue doing. And if we've embarrassed you in any way, Kevin would like to apologize. <laughs> I don't think that's happened yet, no, but we just started doing some, getting into some politics. So yeah. we're going to get out of that and let's get into a little bit of uh, yep. sports here. Now yep. let's start with well, what happened. Something that happened last weekend. Well, I want to go to basketball. Okay, first go to basketball. There, first. There's a reason. Well, for we this. had basketball last so, weekend as well. So we were going to talk a little bit about KU and K State basketball and. I'm, we're going to bring Rustin in now because I'm going to give him an opportunity to gloat. When when we originally were going to have you on the podcast, it was shortly after the Fort Hayes K State basketball game, and then we ended up having to postpone that, and uh, we we had some things going on, so we couldn't bring it back until today. So, if there's anything you would like to discuss about the Fort Hayes State beatdown or anything you want to say about that on K State, I'll give you the floor right now. You know, I guess all I have to say is uh, you got to take advantage of this type of situation because it isn't going to happen very often. Well, they took you know? advantage of it. They so. did. They did. So I, you know, proud moment for for Ford Hayes. So yep, absolutely. It's one of those things that K State fans have 0-3 when they beat Oklahoma in the uh, Big 12 championship game, 
they can brag about that for years and years to come. Never have to never. You've always got that in your hip pocket. That's right. So, That's right. So you there's Fort that Hayes. Time? Fort Hayes yeah. has got that. Twenty years from now, they'll remember this <laughs> that weekend. That that was a brutal game. But uh, so one thing we talked about when we were doing the picks of the week. Just an update. I, I mentioned that it's probably smart to take whoever plays K State, right, and take just give up the points, and you'll probably be all right. So since I said that. That bet would be five and three right now. So it's been eight games since then. You would have won five and lost three of those. One of those was questionable, depending on what point spread you got that in at, but uh, it was pretty close. But I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Instead of saying uh, six and two, it's five and three. Right. So you'd still be coming out ahead. We'll track that to the end of the season and see how that goes. Well, the, the teams we track the most in the Big 12 is – K-State. K-State, KU, KU, OU. And OU. That's the three I'll yep. track. Baylor's better than all of them. But the the month of January did not go well for the state of Kansas. <laughs> uh, three and 13 in the state of Kansas in uh, January. Well, those three wins must have been KU. Th- three wins were KU. <laughs> and they started they started the month, the first week of January, they started losing to Texas by 25. And then they ended the month losing by 19 to Tennessee. And somewhere in between they got, you know, Three more found three wins in there, yep. uh, but very bad month for the state of well, Kansas, and which is very unusual. I would bet that's one of the worst records in recent history. Well, up until Saturday, K State lost four in conference games in a row by more than twenty points. Yeah, never happened in program history ever. We are at a historical low from the standpoint of the basketball program. It's but yet, embarrassing. yet, when I get up here and start talking about Dick Weber staying on as the Dick coach. Bruce Weber. <laughs> Dick Bruce Weber. Yeah, you call him that. It's fine. <laughs> now I'm going to have to check that box yeah, that says sorry. their explicit <laughs> well, language. But when I talk to people, eight out of ten say, oh, he's, that's all right. Keep him. Keep him Absolutely around. Absolutely not. So. <laughs> I will say two things. You already know my stance. If you listen to this podcast, you know my stance on Bruce Weber and, and where he's at right now. In his nine years at K-State – no, let me back up. So K-State is historically a school that's going to have four-year players. We are not going to have one-and-dones like right. KU, Kentucky, outside of a rare Michael Beasley that happened once. Right. In Weber's nine years, only six guys have completed all four years at K-State. Huh, that's hard to believe. Transferred, Transferred out. Transferred out most of the time. Quit. Yeah. Got kicked off the team. I mean, there's a lot of things, but that's not that's very not a good great number, for what K-State needs. Nope. nope, that's not a good number. So, you need thing, the fourth-year's guy and the third-year guys to. Another thing I noticed was, have you noticed this year that coaches aren't wearing suits on the sidelines? I, I noticed that uh, our coach at Oklahoma, Lon Kruger, has been wearing, like, sweatpants. Yeah. And I thought, well, that's weird. He's wearing sweatpants. It's a lot more casual. Yep. NBA is even more that way, yep. you know. Yep. Very casual. Is it just because of lack of fans? And I, I mean, I don't, I don't care. I don't think they need to wear suits anyway. I just thought it was odd that this year they don't wear suits. I, I love that they wear suits. Coach Fears wears a suit every week. His assistant wears a suit every week at Salina Central Girls. I think it looks professional. Let looks me guess. Great. You're the guy that likes the baseball manager wearing the baseball uniform. Yes, Either, I like even baseball he's uniforms. Never going to go out and play. I, you never know. Player manager you know. Pete Rose. Player manager. <laughs> One of those, but I do, I do like, uh, I do like the way they look on the sideline. I think it demands respect uh, on the sideline wearing a suit. 
And 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 I'll tell you what, Self is looking pretty pretty fly on the sideline in his little pullovers that he's wearing. But speaking of KU, so out of the AP poll for the first time since 2009 this yep. week, and probably probably have should have been out of it two to three weeks ago. They just kind of hung around because you, of the name. You know what's really sucks about this year is as bad as KU is I love celebrating a KU loss oh, I can't even goodness. do it because K-State <laughs> takes the court an hour later and gets yeah, their gets butt smoked. kicked by twice as many as KU loses so I can't even enjoy it so well the Sooners had a great January six and two uh, very fortunate that they had all road games the only of the six games five of them were home games that they won one they won one road game at Texas and lost to uh, KU at KU and lost to um, West Virginia at yep. West Virginia, I think. Yep, that last um, loss kept them from jumping up quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, they were moving up for sure. Yep. Uh, and then they didn't play very well against Iowa State this past weekend until the last four minutes of the game. Iowa State looked decent to me, shot the heck out of the yeah, basketball. They, they live and die by the three. They're, well, they're, they're on, they're going to be, uh, be, in, be in, uh, in the game if they can't hit them. They're, they're not going to win a game this year, though. Like Kevin just got through telling a minute ago before we before we got on the podcast, uh, they've already canceled the K State Iowa State game that they missed out it's on. It's going to be so bad now, they're not going to play. We're losing a game this week during the week to West Virginia, I think. Well, because they're of COVID. Make it up. Well, they they I don't know when they'll make it up. Is it the last season of the year? They have a uh, they have a week reserved week at the end of the season, season to, yeah. to make up games if they can't do them. During so the we week. played Iowa State Saturday, and we won't play again until this Saturday. Right. So they, kids kind of get a week off. The other thing that I've noticed this year is the remote announcers. Now, K-State sucks, and so they have the <laughs> bottom of the barrel when it comes to announcers on their games. But I watched a game against the, the KU-K-State game the other night, and, and KU had started to pull away. They were up by 12 or 14 or something at this time. Yeah. Which was, it, the game was closer than I expected, but uh, – they went for over five minutes of game time without talking about anything about the game. That's when you know you're bad. That's when you know you're bad. Even the announcers. They'll say we're having a uh, class to how to grade grain and but, stuff like that. Talk about that during about the. Ninety percent of the people that are watching that game are probably in the state of Kansas. Yeah. And they're talking about stuff that has no nothing to do with either team or the state of Kansas. I turned it off at that point. Where's this remote guy coming from? Uh, they're he... all over the place, but I'm sure a lot of them are, are in Connecticut with ESPN, but yeah. they're all over the place. So here's my suggestion. Why, I saw a tweet about this, and I really thought it was pretty cool. Why don't we let like the students who are in sports media at the university call the games if that's the way it's going to be? I think I mean, so, It gives too. them an opportunity to build a resume and get experience, and yep. they can't be any worse than these guys talking about restaurants on the East Coast and – I, I wonder why can't you do Facebook Live in high school sports and have the kids doing a Facebook yeah. Live? Uh, I mean, I, they're not going to talk dirty. I mean, I guess that's your fear is they might say something that's inappropriate, but they could brag on their friends and everything else even if they did partial of the game. I, I've always said that. Harper, my, one of my girls, um, and by the way, congratulations to Harper. She got a job this week at uh, Marshall's. Working girl. <laughs> Plus, she gets a 25% discount at Marshall's, so she'll probably end up spending her oh, whole Lisa's paycheck at that. Marshall's. So, any, anyway, but she was with the uh, school newspaper, and I would always say, why don't the school newspaper 
post since the Salina Journal, we've talked about this before. The Salina Journal has quit doing local articles. Yep. The kids could do those local articles yep. for us, and the parents would love it. Yep. Even yep. if it's a little bit, Agreed. you know, mismanaged and looks funny and everything else, I wish they would do that stuff. I'm not so sure that at least at K State they don't have um, students that call the game. And maybe they on do a on the radio. I've got an extended family yep. member that got to do that here a while back. I mean. Yep. They certainly have to be more interested in maybe some of the stuff that I agree. Uh, they were talking about. Yep. At least it would be more relevant, right? Yep. K-State w- has where a, would you go to listen to that at? Well, no, just let them do it for the TV. Oh, okay. Yep. I mean, if a remote guy in Connecticut can call the game, a yep. kid in, in Manhattan, Kansas can call. go to the – I mean, they have places for the announcers to go if they come to the game. Yep. Yep. So put them in there and have them call the game for ESPN. I mean, oh, I think there's, a, there's a local radio station at K-State that has students call mm-hmm. the games on the radio, every game, every – I mean, all the sports. So, I mean, and I think – you'll hear it in Manhattan most likely yeah, if you're in yeah. the Manhattan area. Yeah, or if you can stream this. station. I think it's a lot funner that, that way. I just think it'd be a good way to have people that are somewhat interested in the game and get some experience and resume building for yep. what they want to do. So, what a story! Yeah, be able to tell. Hey, Let's guess see. what I did? Hey, I, I couldn't get the uh, um, the party ball back. Maybe we can maybe we can start this and, and get, start get this. this going. Let's start with the high school kids first, and let's have South doing the live game. They do have little kids, you know, the girls, the managers, or whatever. They're filming the games. Yeah. Hey, talk on it while you're filming the game, or have somebody sitting beside yeah, you. Yeah, I don't know. I've been I've watched a lot of middle school games, at least, where I've heard the conversations between oh, yeah, the teachers they'll... during halftime or something because they forgot <laughs> to to pause the video or, or oh, turn the video off. I've got some on. non-podcast stories to tell you about that of uh, live live broadcasts in Shawnee, Oklahoma, where they didn't turn it off and started talking bad about the superintendent yeah. right on live radio. <laughs> So that's something you got to be really careful about. Well, we've got one other topic. We're kind of a recent event we're going to get to before we get into uh, Rustin and, and Thrive at Financial. But uh, Phil wanted to talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. I, d- I don't want to talk about it. I feel like that <laughs> point dump in the middle of the night caused the caused us to win. We won 32-31. With a- you have any thoughts? Oh, man. That was rough. It was rough. I sent just uh, before I jumped on here, I did send you a little video for you to watch if you hadn't seen it already. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'll have to check that out. Well, yeah. it was – I mean, it was pretty – I didn't think that the uh, the Chiefs weren't going to score a touchdown. I mean, I knew Tampa Bay's defensive line was pretty good, and obviously with Fisher being out, the Chiefs were going to struggle. But yeah. I didn't think it was going to be that bad. I mean, no. Mahomes is running for his life every time. Did, we did you throw see a pass the number of the yards helmet. that he ran for? 497 that he ran for. Not from the line of scrimmage. Behind the line forward, of scrimmage. Behind the line of scrimmage running away from the, the most defense. ever. So I, I believe can't the imagine most ever. he had to have sore legs the next morning, yeah. including well, his, sore back, sore arms, hurt. sore everything. So what was interesting was I thought Tampa Bay beat the Chiefs by being the Chiefs. I mean, it was all quick slants, screens. Yep. yep. Every once in a while, take a, a shot downfield and get a pass well, interference. Well, Brady call. only ended with 202 yards passing. Yep. Uh, yep. It wasn't like he had an amazing day and. And everybody's he's the greatest of all time, whatever. That's a very hard discussion to have because you feel well, let's like. Let's have it. Let's talk about okay. is he the GOAT? I, you know what? It's For me, it's the same thing. I do say Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time in basketball. I don't know how you could be better than Michael Jordan. But in football, my God, you could put Aaron Rodgers playing on the same team that with New England the past oh, mo- multiple years and I think have the exact same success. 
I don't think it's all about one guy as much as in basketball where it's Could about one guy. Could you imagine if Barry Sanders had the Emmett Smith right. offensive line when he played football in the NFL? Yeah. He would have rushed for uh, 3,000 yards still be a year. right now. Yeah, he'd be but th- that greatest of all times story in football is a very tough discussion. Do you all think that Brady's the greatest of all time? Uh, you know what? I, and he's, I mean, I always He's got the most Super Bowls in, in of all time, but that doesn't make you the. Peyton Manning was probably the best quarterback I've ever watched. Put Peyton on but, New England's team. But I got I to gotta, I gotta go with Brady at this point. I mean, he's always had that chip on his shoulder. Whether it was, you know, he was the 199th pick in the draft. Whether yep. it was his his rivalry with Peyton Manning. Whether it was he's getting old, but he still wants to prove he can do it. And now it's I'm not a system quarterback with Belichick. I got to go. I want to go out and do this on my own. I mean, when New England gave him a joke of a contract, and he's like, "Well, you guys don't want me anymore." I mean, he went out and did it on his own now. So he's not a Belichick system quarterback because everything I've heard is that he. When Tampa Bay was struggling at the beginning of the season, he basically sat down with the coaches and talked about what needs to change and took the team over. He was coaching. And then, yeah, he was yeah. calling the offense and everything. And from that point, they lost one game. Mm-hmm. He's about the same age as the coaches, right? He should be. Probably he probably close. could be. You know, he, in the playoffs this year, he went through potentially three of the best quarterbacks that's probably ever going to live. He beats Drew Brees. Then he beats Aaron Rodgers. Then he beats Patrick Mahomes. That's a pretty good run. Pretty yep. good little yep. run right there. Yep. Yep. And I still think Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback. So I, I, I can't say that <laughs> I would say that he's the greatest of all time, but I would say he's probably the best quarterback since I've paid attention to the NFL at this well, point. Well, whenever we were kids, we th- thought, and they would say this, Joe Montana's the greatest of all time. Now, I don't think there's any different. I mean, look at their physical bodies, and you'll go, who would you take, Brady or Joe Montana? Of course, you'd take Brady all day long. But, but at the time, Montana was the greatest of all time. Brady has won more Super Bowls, is it, than every NFL franchise? Yeah. By himself. himself. I mean, not by himself, but he's won more than any NFL franchise. But it's the same old story. You give all the quarterbacks all the credit. Where You go back and look at the scores of the games, and you'll go, why did they win this week? Because the Buccaneers' defense shut Patrick Mahomes down. So it's Brady gets all the credit, but the defense won the stinking football game for him. So was that more of the offensive line? They had to switch everybody around. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. They're good. They're good. Of all time, though, is a tough discussion. Right. You just like you said a minute ago, if Barry Sanders was playing for somebody else, they would say he's the greatest running back ever. If he had the offensive line that Emmitt Smith had at all his time in Dallas, he would have ran for significantly more yards than he did. So, would you guys take an average line and an unbelievable quarterback? Or an excellent line and an, an average line and quarterback. An average quarterback I, I would, all day. I would do it because Troy Aikman won three Super Bowls that way, and I think Troy Aikman's average quarterback. I mean, if but you give the me best enough time, I could probably find somebody open. Yeah. I mean, it's all about time, right? Yep. 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 On the time. I mean, that was the thing. Mahomes was running for his life as yep. soon as he touched that ball. Do you know what Sam Bradford felt like his and that, whole career? You know what pisses me <laughs> off about this, of, of all the things, is that – and Dominican Sue is the dirtiest football player I've ever yeah. watched. Hasn't he cleaned it well, up hey, though in the last I couple mean, years? Nebraska guy. <laughs> Nebraska guy, and yeah. And he has been better. Well, that's what I, I said. It's a, 
it's kind of nice that he wasn't the main story about Stomp well, that's true. Yeah, that's groin true. or something. So, well, here's another story I saw about the Super Bowl. We were talking about this before we jumped on the podcast, and I'm not 100% certain that all of these details I'm going to tell you are true. Well, that's fine. That's the, hey, that's the way we do it in America. AOC doesn't want Just me to spread half, this information. Take half so. the truth and so, we'll mix up a hell of a story. The streaker. <laughs> Oh, wasn't he pretty? Oh. <laughs> so, apparently, it's either him or a friend of his. I don't know which one, because I thought it was him. I'm being told it was a friend. Okay. Made a $50,000 prop bet that there would be a streaker during the Super Bowl, and that was plus 750 So, they won $374,000 on a $50,000 bet. So, I mean, after and bail... bail. You got three hundred seventy-three thousand yeah, dollars in your yeah. pocket. That's not a bad deal. Wonder so. what the charge is on that—just trespassing, misdemeanor. Yeah, it's I probably don't know. not a it felony. Was a thousand dollar bail. I saw. So. You've never had a criminal record. You probably slap on the hand. And and then I do know this for a fact that there was a a guy. So apparently Eric Church and I don't remember the gal's name and did the national anthem were rehearsing, and a guy saw them rehearsing and took a video of them, and that video. That was well over two minutes. And so they did a uh, prop bet on the over-under on the amount of time. And uh, uh, it was well over two minutes, so won the bet. So it'll be interesting to see. I bet they change how they do prop bets. So what about the halftime show? Were they not kind of wearing the same thing that the streaker was? Uh, Somebody came on today and said that the halftime show was a satanic ritual. Oh, wow. You you're going to the wrong internet sites. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what you do ritual. during the day. Yeah. So, um, it was that was brutal. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I thought that was probably the worst halftime show I I remember in a Most long time. Most people on know Facebook didn't like it. So. I I stood right in the corner over here at Great Life and played darts all the way through halftime. So I didn't watch yeah. one second. Well, of the I saw that show. he's the weekend spent seven million dollars of his own money to get everything he wanted and put that halftime show on. So. Who is I the weekend? I've never a, even heard of him before. Heard the songs? Yeah, you, but that's I didn't what know I said. Was. I told everybody who did hadn't heard of him before. I said, if you once you listen to him, you'll recognize the songs. So they're playing from my hey, kids' Kel, bedrooms at night. Kel, I know you love Star Boy. <laughs> she hates that song. Absolutely <laughs> hates that. And that was the first one he sang. Would you expect that my daughters are playing it downstairs, and I just need to uh, listen? Probably not right now, but they have in the past for yeah. sure. So. Well, hey, let's let's get into uh, the best commercial of the year. Tell me what it was. Bowl. What was it? What did you guys think? You remember any? I, I actually literally played darts during the Super Bowl. So Lisa, his Phil's wife, has decided she's a dart aficionado. Mm-hmm. Went out and got her own dart so she could play own darts. Da- own here. dart board for yep. practicing at home. So now he has to play darts all so the time. So now she she even called. She said earlier tonight. She goes if. Uh, Tanner's coming out tonight. Call me and we'll play darts. He's here. I saw him walk by. Is he, is he in here? I'll have to text her and tell her to come up and play darts. But anyway, we we uh, when the Chiefs played so bad in the first half, we literally played darts in the second half. He was the only other guy in here wearing shorts besides me. I know I saw him. Well, anyway, um, so, uh, well, I – I thought it was pretty cut and dry. I really enjoyed the Bud Light commercial when they brought all the old Bud Light commercial people back. It had uh, 
Post Malone. It had the I Love You Man. It had the, the limo guy, Dr. Gala Weekits or whatever it was. Yeah. They had the, the night. So that was kind of a cool way for them to bring all of their people from their old commercials back into one. Um, I think the Cheetos commercial with Ashton Kutcher and, and Mila Kunis was pretty fun. It was pretty good. So yeah. with Shaggy. Th- those would have been my two. Probably that would p- probably be my favorite. Mm-hmm. Phil are has no da- opinion. Are they dating? They're married. I, they're, I think they're, married, they're married, engaged. I think. I, I, honestly, I didn't think we'd be talking about them tonight. Ashton so. Kutcher. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We need to look that up and yeah. talk about that next time. I don't have time. internet connection here. So. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into Rustin. So, like I said, we uh, – We've talked about this for a few weeks. We wanted to have Rustin come on, um, and I know we can't talk specifics about financial advice and, and that sort of thing. But uh, as I was talking to, to, to Rustin about Thrivent when, when he agreed to, to help us out and, and be a sponsor, we talked about a lot of, of different things with the company. And if I remember correctly, Thrivent is a nonprofit organization. Is that correct? It or is am a I saying that incorrectly? Not not for profit, for profit. which okay. is a little different okay. a little different but yes okay yep. and uh that uh it they do a lot of, as far as contributing to local communities and stuff like that so i guess my first question would be just to tell us a little bit about that what how does that work with thrivent how do they give back to the communities and 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 what have you seen from that so i guess this would maybe be the boring part but this is kind of how it works so Thrivent has to figure out what they would have paid in taxes each year. So that creates obviously a pretty good size uh, budget of money that they have to put back into the community in some way, shape, or form. It can't be given back in dividends or cash or applied to make uh, products better or anything like that. It has to be given back in the community. So some of the things that you may see, uh, Thrivent Choice Dollars, those are all based upon the, the products that uh, clients have and investments or premiums. Um, Thrivent puts that in a virtual account. They can choose, I don't know what we have, over 30,000 uh, nonprofits that they can put that money towards, uh, nothing of which that came out of their own products, but from that fraternal tax budget. And, and when you say 30,000 or so nonprofits, are those, I mean, obviously those are throughout the countries, mm-hmm. but... Or the, like if Big Brothers, Big Sisters, yep. for example, would that go to the local yep. or would that go to the national? Oh, so yep. you can choose. Yep. So, and if okay. that, you know, if they're not listed on that list, you can actually request that they be put on the list. So I know like, uh, you know, we've done foster care. So, you know, St. Francis has been somebody we've wanted to give money to. Uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters is on there. So there's quite a few local agencies that are on that list and they can push those uh, choice dollars too. But some of the uh, shirts behind you, that's where those action teams come in. So our benefit members have two action teams. So they come up with an idea. They want to raise money for an event. Maybe it's even a local youth group or something like that. And they get two action teams a year. So within that action team, they have uh, up to 25 volunteer T-shirts that they can ask for, invitations for the event, thank yous for the event. Um, Let's see what else, a banner that you can put up just to advertise the event. And then they put in a $250 gift card that you can spend on the event. Can't give that away, but you can spend that on the event. So every benefit member, they get two a year. So, you know, that ends up being, you know, a pretty good chunk of money. Absolutely. Well, that's pretty cool. So um, I I guess, you know, from the standpoint of the giving part uh, of that, those nonprofits, is that something that, you would basically request would would can somebody request that through like a website or something like that 
as far as having them on the list to be able to be involved and, and potentially have an opportunity? Yeah, typically it's going to be uh, the benefit members that maybe go in and they're like, well, I've got, you know, a thousand choice dollars that I'd like to give to a local nonprofit. Oh, well, they're not on the list. They can request it through that website to get put on that list and Thrivent basically will oh, you know, okay that or not, and I think most of the time they will. As, as long as they're a 501c3 corporation, then they can be added to that list. But most of them around this area are going to be on that list. So, You know, you mentioned some of the organizations here locally that, that are on the list and have benefit, benefited from that, but uh, whether locally or, or nationally, are, have there been big projects that, that Thrivent has been involved in um, that people may not know about? So at the end of the year, um, if they have money left in that budget, which I think they always do, they will allow our benefit members, um, who are the only owners of the company, that we don't have any stockholders, so they can go on and vote where that maybe that block of money goes to. Maybe it's a million, maybe it's five million, whatever the number is. Uh, orphan Grain Train, uh, maybe it's St. Jude's. I mean, there's a multitude of different organizations that they have used uh, in the past, and they let our members choose where that money goes to. So if you don't designate where those choice dollars go, they will find somebody to do you know, something with that money. That's, that's pretty interesting. Like I said, I, I didn't know any of this. I mean, I, um, until we, we had the conversation around it. So. Oh, I thought you were going to ask a question. Come on, Phil. <laughs> he's, uh, he's sitting back enjoying his beer right now. So what, what would you say, Rustin? Like, and, again, I know we can't go into the financial advice stuff, but Thrivent as a company, what would you say is a differentiator for you guys compared to other companies that do the same thing? Is there anything else outside of the, the, the giving that, you know, a lot of other companies obviously don't do that, but is there any other any other differences that you would say would be a good reason for you to consider Thrivent when you're looking to do something with, with some money and do some investing? Well, it might be twofold. Um, I think there are a lot of good companies out there to work with. I think that our conversation can be and is unique. I think that we've view money as a tool not just a goal to get to and I think you know once we've maybe hit some of the goals that you maybe have you know what can we actually do with that money how can we give back and not everybody wants to do that and that's fine yep. you know some people just want to invest they want to kind of hit their goals but I think that's the conversation of you know is there a church is there a charity is there you know somebody that you'd like to leave some money to I, I hope that is you know a unique purpose that yep. you know is different so Yep, and I was going to ask that question. You kind of answered it a little bit, but I would think that if you come to, if you invest in Thrivent for that reason, that you guys probably have a, a pretty significant amount of customers that are willing to leave money for charities and that sort of thing after they have passed away versus what a lot of other companies probably will see. I know we probably can't compare that, but I would yeah. think that that would probably be the case. So. It's at least going to be part of the conversation. That's I think cool. it's always part That's of the really conversation. Cool. And I, you know, I'm not always looking for the biggest, best, richest, you know, client. I'm looking for good people to work with that have, you know, a big heart and want to do yep. good things. And there's, you know, all different types of people that, you know, 
250 bucks in those action teams doesn't seem like a whole lot of money, but I have seen that yep. money stretched out to be worth, you know, thousands of dollars. You know, some of them I've seen, you know, 20 some thousand dollars after they've done a project. So yep. it, it, it can be, you know, a big thing. And it really has given, I think, a lot of people, um, I'll, I'll say this, you know, in the past there have been a lot of clients that maybe have not been involved in that fraternal uh, arm of the company. And now since we've introduced those action teams, it is incredible how many of those people now do action teams and and it's just it, it's amazing it really has been awesome yep oh, that's pretty cool so well out, outside of thrive it and if we don't if you don't want to talk about this i can edit this part i can edit the question out but mm -hmm. uh, i know you and your wife do a lot of foster care and, and that sort of thing um, anything there you guys want to talk about have people be aware of things because i know you guys are heavily involved in that here locally I would say there is always a need, and I, I would say, unfortunately, there will always be a need for that type of thing. So I think they're always just looking for people that are open, you know, to opening their hearts and their homes to uh, kids to come in and, and uh, make a difference in their lives. So, I, you know, they're always looking for good people to do that. So how about you guys, you know? Do you stay busy with foster care? Do you keep yeah. the kids in the Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know, we've taken a little bit of a break, I guess, at this point, because we've got two little ones that yep. we officially adopted last March, and uh, they do keep us busy, Good. you know? They do. A girl that works for me in the office just started the process of going through, and she had to, yeah. she said that she had to go over to um, get a mental mental checkup on her Is that right? and brought her, her husband had to do the same mm -hmm. thing, which all those things I'm sure is Good to get I know it. there's fingerprints. We've had to do that. She's, she has. Yeah. Been, she went through the whole thing. Had to go uh, get a checkup at the doctor and all that. But I think she was. She's been wanting to take in foster care. She's got one kid, and, and she's interested in trying to help kids in the community, which I think is a neat thing. Uh, since I have four kids uh, and big brother, big sister kids. I don't think I want to get into foster yeah. care right away. <laughs> <laughs> the house is full as it yes, is. That, that, you go but over boy, to Phil's the, house, the, there's kids coming and going the, all day. But the people who do want to get involved in it, it, it is. She said, she said that they kept calling her and saying there's such a huge need for people to get into foster yeah. care. And I think for some people along the way, they probably find that it's a little bit discouraging. I mean, there's a certain amount of hours of uh, class that you have to take, and they come to your house. They put the, your house through a full checkup, I mean, as much mm -hmm. as the person, yep. just to make sure that there's every little thing, you know, that's kind of buttoned up, and you've got to have a lock on this or whatever. And that, you know, it's a little bit frustrating, but, uh, you know, in the long run, you know, what are we doing this for? So, right. yeah. Yep. Anything else you want to ask before we get into the fun part? No, tell me where, where where is you have a, a local office thriving? Yep. In tell me where that's at. It's on Fifth and Iron. I guess I've always Fifth said people Iron. probably know where it is. They don't know what we do, but there's right. that thriving company. I yes, see I've it. driven by and saw your sign yeah. multiple times since since uh, yeah. since you started helping me and Kevin. But I wouldn't have known what it was really originally. Yep. To, yep. You know, five years ago, if I drive by and says thriving, I probably thought you were in there selling. Uh, uh, power drinks, <laughs> thriving power drinks. Yeah, power drinks. Those shakes yeah, in town. That's the next go million dollar idea. Donuts. There you go. go over to Rustin's and get <laughs> yeah. some power. I don't even know what a power drink is. What is a power drink? You know, those, like an energy. Those, drink? No, those those shakes that people oh, make around oh, town. There's three you. or the four of them. Over the protein shakes. Power. Maybe so we can run that out of the front office. Yeah. Right? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So. 
Well, hey, let's have some fun. We do this every time we have a guest on the podcast. Oh. I was going to say, if there's anybody that should be prepared for this, it'd be Rustin. Here's I know big Sean Venters walking in the door. So <laughs> we call this I Just Quizzed My Crystal. Pants. All right. Where should we start? Let's mix it up a little bit. How many passes do I get here? I don't know. I have. I don't know what question me and Kevin are on. Uh, so I'm a little uh, nervous I, myself. I didn't even think about that. Did we? But answer, I'm. I'm interested. If you could ask your pet one question, what would it be? If mm, we answered that. Yes, one? we did. We okay. talked about that. Yeah, because I asked why. Why do you eat your own poop? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's right. So, we'll start with that one, Rustin. <laughs> if you could ask your pet one question, what would it be? I'd want to know what happened when we were gone and the kids were just home. That's what I'd want to know. What happened when we were gone? Absolutely. <laughs> I don't want to know about eating poop. We uh, can fix that. A couple, <laughs> couple security cameras will fix that. So, yeah. All right. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? What other profession? We haven't answered that one, have we? Nope. You got an answer for that? I do. Okay. Well, uh, why don't you go then? We'll let him think uh, about it. You think about this for a second. Did you know, I, I even thought about this tonight. I didn't know we were going to ask this particular question, but um, one of the things I enjoyed doing all the way through college was umpiring baseball. And then I watch Major League Baseball umpires, and I'll go, they are unbelievably good. Slow it down to instant replay where a glove hits the, fir- glove hits the guy's hand and the foot touches a millisecond later. 999 times out of 1,000, their eyes get it right. They're so incredible. But I would love to be a big league umpire. Big league umpire. Travel with those guys, get to know all the – wasn't good enough to play. So, hey, why not go ahead and umpire them a little bit? Be a fun profession, I think. Hmm. Or a professional gambler. (laughs) I'd lose lose on that probably. (laughs) But a professional umpire would be a great – I've always wanted to fly planes. Really? I think it would be fun to be a pilot. Whether that, I mean, it. we said profession, so I guess, I don't know that I'd want to make it a profession, but I do enjoy flying, and I always wanted to fly planes. So I guess a, a pilot would be at, at the top of my list. I'd also like to be a scuba diver instructor on a cruise ship. So. I bet. <laughs> Honey, come with me. We're gonna go down to the depths. You get you get paid pretty decently in cash. So yeah. You got no taxes because yeah. it's all all these cruise ships are based out of other countries. You get to go around and see the world. Doesn't cost you anything. You have right. no. I mean, obviously, this would be when you're younger, not now. But you have no living expenses because you live on the ship. You get all your meals, all your drinks, everything paid for. What a great job for a kid. Yeah. I would I would actually encourage my kids to do that. I think it'd be pretty cool. I think it'd be awesome. Learn people, know people. Um, yep. Let him go in just one second, but I'll tell you one more that I Uh-oh. might want to do. If I could be Merle Haggard, I would have been Merle Haggard. <laughs> but so you wouldn't be interested in yeah? In wouldn't be interested in being Philip Heath. I'd just like to be Merle, Merle Haggard. Haggard. Yeah. Okay. So well, Major League Umpire or Merle Haggard. <laughs> All right. All right, Rustin, what do you got? I I, I would have two answers. My my somewhat boring answer, I guess, would be uh, some type of consulting position. You know, I I love solving problems. That's fine. I mean, I kind of do that in my job now, but maybe in a different capacity. But uh, I think the other one I've always thought about, and I don't know if this is, I don't know, all that exciting, I guess, but 
I thought, you know, someday if I just really just don't want to do what I'm doing right now, which I hope that never happens, I'd like to do real estate. Why? I don't know. Real estate. That's not exciting, but it's it's a little different. You know, it's funny you say that because I've thought about that as well. Um, I mean, I'm in sales now, so it kind of fits what I do. I mean, you're obviously in sales somewhat too. Um, but then I think about the calls at like 7 o'clock at night and weekends and basically being on call 24-7. A lot of Saturday shows and Sunday afternoon shows. Kids would need to be gone, I think. Yeah. 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 I don't know. But you could do it as a retirement deal or part-time, but as we talk to Amber, that's – Usually doesn't work out. No, so. mm-hmm. no. She she said you've got to put in a lot of hours yep. every week. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand. I think how much good does go on behind the scenes, especially. Yep. And and you know we had the conversation with her about that. Ah, we won't get into that now. But yeah, I mean there's a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes that uh, you don't understand. So, all right. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Oh. <laughs> what was your invisibility? Ah, invisibility. Flying would be pretty awesome yep, too. Yeah, Kevin said flying, yep. and I said flying. invisibility. Can I say flying while invisible? Yes, <laughs> that's even better. There you go. I think that's two superpowers. <laughs> no, no, huh? Kevin, you you actually wanted I to wanted do like teleportation. teleportation. Yeah. Just yeah. go over to the closet and say, "I want to be in Cancun right in, now." In Rome, and <laughs> to any point in time, like travel. No, just in just yeah, in no, or current. Just, yeah, just current. Yeah, okay. yeah. Time travel would be pretty cool. Yeah, he would just like to be in a pub in England right now. Boom. All right. What are you not very good at? I can tell you what Sydney's told me before. What? No, what? I'm just. Kidding. Oh, <laughs> that's your baby gonna let me off. Um, boy, probably um, maybe hiding my my feelings about something. I think my my face or whatever is always gonna always gonna say something. Not a something poker player. Right. Say, we need to invite him to the next poker Not a poker player. <laughs> All right. If you were told you only had one week to live, what would you want to do? What would I want to do, man? I would travel somewhere with my family. Everybody, bring everybody along. Any place specific that you would travel to? I think in order. Well, if I had a week left, they'd have to do what I'm saying, right? They would. My yep. parents. I mean, they don't want to travel outside of the United States right now, I guess. But they'd have. Well, to they might, because uh, let's let me tell you what the you got a week left, and here's the temperatures over the next week in Salina: <laughs> 16, 14, 8, 5, and two on Valentine's Day. No, so I think we're leaving. you got to get away from yeah. Salina. <laughs> I don't know, uh, Sweden, Switzerland, I don't know. Those are all probably pretty generic places, I guess, but places that I think would be nice. I don't know that you'd want to go to Switzerland the Swiss Alps. right now. It'd yeah, be maybe just not now. Cold. Yeah, might be. Uh, so speaking of that real quick, so Kelly and Morgan left Sunday. They're skiing in Colorado right now. So we're dealing with two, eight, whatever your numbers are. When they drove through Denver, it was 57, 56. Fif- something really? like that, yeah. That much warmer. Uh, yep. So they went to Winter Park. It's obviously a little bit cooler because it's up there a little bit. But uh, huh. they had some wind problems yesterday, so they didn't get a lot of skiing in. Um, a lot of a lot of runs and lifts were closed because of the wind. But yeah, it's warmer there than it is here. This is record breaking. I mean, I was watching the news before I came here, and they were saying that we could we could set the record for the most consecutive days without getting above freezing. That sucks. When I first moved to Salina, probably the winter of 06, 
I don't know if y'all guys have this kind of memory where, but I'd never been around this kind of cold before. And um, my buddy Shane, who was one of the first guys I met, rode his four-wheeler across the big old pond out there that they call it Lake Wassey or whatever, yep. The yep. out at, um, I guess it's, I don't know yep. what y'all call it. Yeah, well, that's what it was when I was Lake, Lake Wassey. Wassey yeah. But he rode his four-wheeler all the way across it. And I go, he's crazy, because if you do that in Oklahoma, you'd be at the bottom of the lake. Yep. But it was frozen solid, so I, I would assume that's about to happen again, or he could well, drive a four-wheeler. Tulsa's, I mean, Oklahoma's in the same boat. I talked yeah. to a customer today in Tulsa, and they were, they were saying that, um, they were going to have wind chills in the negative 20-ish range Good one of Lord. these nights, and they don't get that down there very No, often, not that so. bad. Yep. So, All right, last question. This is my favorite one. This is the one that everybody always says they're going to come back and answer, and we may or may not get their answer. But if you could have dinner with three people dead or alive, who would it be? Three people. And why, if you want to go into that. Three people. Oh, man. I thought you'd be prepared for this. Yeah, I should have been. <laughs> Here we go. We're going to have to do it again. Yeah. Yep. We're, we're going to have to throw to. one out yep. there, help him out. Yep. We'll I've always tag uh, him on the Facebook post and have him answer after the fact. I, I mean, I would say across the board, it, it'd have to be probably some, I don't know, probably some athletes. I mean, I, there's just some of those guys that have experienced so much. I mean, I don't know. I, Tom Brady would probably be very interesting to talk to. You know, yeah. I, I would agree. You know, who's a comedian? I mean, I, even Adam Sandler, I think, would be oh, awesome to probably yep. hang out with. I think. Yep. Um, Eddie Murphy would be funny oh, man. to set yeah. with. Yeah. So I don't know. I'd probably pick somebody that is, uh, I don't know, more famous. Somebody that's in that sports culture, and I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what. Other we'll, we'll let you be. think about that one a little bit, and we'll we'll let you. Well, let me tell you what after what Kevin said. Brett, you know, not Brett. Uh, uh, Farley, Chris Farley. Chris Farley. Ooh, that yeah, would have been one I think would would, would you good. would you have thought this if I told you this? Kevin said Abraham Lincoln was one of his. What? Why? I am. I wouldn't go so far as to say I'm a history buff, but I do enjoy history. I do enjoy reading books about history. And I read Bill O'Reilly's book, Killing Lincoln, that went into a lot of detail through Lincoln's presidency and ultimately, obviously, the assassination and the manhunt that was after that. I knew Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. I don't know if this is a uh, criticism of my history teachers <laughs> when I was in school. <laughs> that, that's but I didn't about really it. know anymore. That's about it. And so after I read that, I was very obsessed with Abraham Lincoln and his presidency and what he went through to do some of the things. I mean, people say he abolished slavery. Well, he did, but there was a lot that like paid off that. people yep. for votes and stuff like that. I mean, it's the same stuff you hear about today was going on back then to get it done. Yep. Same thing with Ronald Reagan. Like, I vaguely remember when I was a kid, Ronald Reagan being president. But after I did some reading about some of the things that he did in when he was the president and what Congress did, I'm like obsessed with it. Like I can't, I can't get enough of it. So I'm just an Abraham Lincoln. See, Russ and I'm a big fan of going to heaven. So if Jesus is on my list. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go have dinner with him, even if you it's think the last that's gonna one. Help? Well, I, I go right ahead and hold his hand. So, well, we'll let you think. Give that one some thought. We'll tag you on the Facebook post. We'll let you answer all right, on all that right. one. So, but uh, hey, I, 
we're at we're right at an hour right now. So I just want to say that uh, again, we appreciate your support of us and yes, help thank us you. out. Uh, appreciate the friendship that we have. I see him at the Y all the time now, getting getting back out there and and, and doing some work. So. Thank you very much for everything you've done for us, and, and uh, if we can help out in any way, let us know. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. All right. Well, we'll be back in a couple weeks, hopefully with. I'm not going to throw. I'm going to throw this out here oh. before we hang up. Um, Saturday, we're filming this on Tuesday, or film. We're filming it, right? We're, we're filming, filming it. it. Well, somebody might be filming. It, <laughs> yeah, somebody could us. be out here. Saturday, Sunday is Valentine's Day. Um, sweetheart, don't forget, guys. Sweetheart's Day. Everybody, don't forget if you're listening to it between now and then. And if you'll post a little Valentine's story about oh, something right. on Facebook, we'd love to give away a bottle of wine between now and Valentine's Day. And I can meet you or whatever, but just go to our Facebook, Kevin and Philip Project yep. on Facebook. Post a little story. I have a great Valentine's story for myself. I got married on Valentine's Day, so I got two for one deal on that deal. If she'd have been married on Valentine's Day, it would have been great. All three at one time. But. My parents' anniversary is the fifteenth, so it's the day. Is that right? Yeah. My brother, my little brother, first uh, married on Valentine's Day, so it's it's a good day to get married on. But anyway, go to our Facebook page and tell us a little Valentine's story. Anniversary and Valentine's Day all in one. Right. That's one less date you got to remember. If you if you'll put something down, me and Kevin will make a drawing and give a bottle of wine away for Valentine's Day. And let me tell you something: if you just like laying around in bed and snuggling on Valentine's Day. The high is going to be two this Sunday on Valentine's, so lay in bed all day and just snuggle. <laughs> I will tell you one other thing I, I saw this week. If you're feeling down in the dumps, a little depressed, people get that way when they're sitting at home doing nothing, go online and watch giant pandas playing in snow. It is hilarious. There yes, is I no like way it. you can't have a smile on your face when you And you, you know what? You that. know they're just having fun. Oh, yeah. If you watch it. it You've got to look that up. So. Yep. What zoo was that? Oh, I've, I've, there's all, I've seen was, all kinds yeah, of it's them. Just, but, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So, yeah, if you're feeling kind of crappy, go watch that. It'll put a smile on your face. Right. So. And Rustin, thanks PSA again for from us. Yep, absolutely. We'll be back in a couple weeks uh, with episode 11. 11. All right. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Kevin and Philip Project Podcast. If you would like more information about our podcast, guests, and to join in on the discussion, please visit our Facebook page, www.facebook.com slash Kevin Philip Project. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our podcast and tell your friends about us.